Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anna and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. If only... If only it was. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau, as you just heard, if you've been with us all day, he's hanging out with Mike Tyson. He had to go. He's got things to do. Austin Lane also has things to do, and that is training for another defense of his heavyweight title in Fury FC. So if you're following me here, folks, that means Brent, he's hanging out with Mike Tyson. That means Austin. He's doing something. He's training. That means Casey Kurtz and Brian Middleton are on the radio. Earlier than expected. We usually got that six to seven window action sports jacks overtime. Action sports jacks. The regular show. The last hour of the program. Brian Middleton and Casey Kurtz with you. Brian Middleton, it's been a uh it's been a little bit since I talked to you. Uh trip out to the West Coast. Welcome back. How you feeling? How you been? Yeah, man, it's been a while. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Y'all ready? Okay. <laughs> Ain't I ready, man? Okay. Nah, it was good. It was a good, uh, it was a good trip uh, by all accounts, man. Got to see a little bit of snow. Yeah. Really? I know it's 80-something degrees here. When I left here, though, the day I left was the day after Valentine's Day, yep. and it was freezing cold, literally. Um, and apparently, I took that about 2,000 miles west, and it was cold out there. Uh, in many areas, but it, it warmed back up as well. Uh, but it's good to be back, and it's good to be heard on the main show. Came back to a gift. I know, right? Uh, I'm going to keep it a buck with you, though. I did not know that it snowed where you were in Arizona. Is that a normal thing? You lived out there. I already told the people you were in Arizona, like, last OT. So I didn't put all your business out in the streets, just a little bit type just thing. Enough. Just, just enough. enough. Yeah, but I didn't know it snowed in Arizona like that. Yeah, uh, well, you know, there's different parts of the state, and so the snowstorm, the snowstorm was in the northern part of the state in Flagstaff, okay. which is about 90 minutes south of the Grand Canyon. Oh, okay. And Ooh. so, uh, yeah, it, it was great, though. The snowstorm, I mean, I'll show you some pictures in the break. Okay. Um, it didn't snow in the Grand Canyon uh, the day I was there, so, you know, the snow had already stuck. and started melting. You could see some ice, but, yeah, it snows there. It snows in Phoenix as well. You can see it on the mountains. Really? Uh, in Phoenix, normally not in, you know, the ground level because it's usually warmer there. But it yeah. gets cold there, definitely. Interesting. All right, well, we're glad to have you back. Glad the trip went well. Uh, I heard, rumor has it, we texted back and forth a little bit. Did you pull a Casey Kurtz and get stuck in the airport? Well, here, you know I've been known. It felt like I was going to be stuck uh, at the airport, but everything worked out. So oh, I, was, okay. I was in Phoenix okay. Sky Harbor and things were looking a little tense. You know, looking a little tense, a little tense, but eventually I was able to hop on uh, and got really good seats too, man. You know, being six, eight, six, seven-ish, depending on, you know, if uh, it's morning time or nighttime. Yeah. You know, exit rows are your friend. First class oh, okay. is your friend. I know about that. Uh, there's nothing, there's nothing uh, more painful than seeing uh, someone who is under like 5'5", five, five enjoying a first class seat. I know you worked hard for it. I don't care. 
I hate you. You feel what I'm saying? I also got another uh, beef with plain etiquette as well, but we'll talk about that later on probably in OT. Yeah, we got. I got some beef with driving as well. I got a ton of beef as well. So we'll do that uh, from 6 to 7 when we usually talk about random things. Right now we got to stick to a strict schedule that Brent and Austin have carved out over the last three years and into year four, and that is Football at 5 right here, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show, but Brian... We'll talk about it a little bit, and then we'll hear from Shaq Griffin, who was a member of this crew that we're about to talk about. Last night, the River City Rumble, JU obliterated UNF. Uh, It was not close. JU, a heck of a season. They capped it off. They did not lose a basketball game at home this season on the men's side. Uh, And they will be one of the favorites in the ASUN tournament. But what we're talking about earlier was, we talked about the game, but in attendance, LaVisca Chanel, DJ Shark. Uh, Shaq Griffin, Kaylin Chason, among other Jacksonville Jaguar players, to see the River City Rumble. And I tried to tell Bram Martineau that I thought this was a pretty big deal. Um, and now I guess the question I'll ask you is, is it? I think it's a big deal because I feel like we haven't seen these guys out in the community in a while. So then I think in my head, am I making a big deal out of this because they haven't been out in the community due to COVID? Or is it actually a big deal that you're seeing some of the bigger names on the Jacksonville Jaguars go out to JU. I think it, I think it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, always. I think it's always going to be a, a bit of a big deal when you start seeing professional athletes show up to any type of event, um, collegiate events, especially something like the River City Rumble where you're talking about crosstown rivals. Also in attendance, let me add, my barber, Joshua Gillies, always keeps me fresh, keeps the cut at 90 and 45 with the lineup. He actually delayed showing up to the game because I was like, hey, man, I'm not going to be back in town in time for my regular time. Can you fit me in? He was like, you know what? I got to be somewhere with my girl. But you know what? You're such a loyal customer. I'm going to be late to the game. J.U., UNF. He's a former J.U. Dolphin when they had a football team. Oh. You know? Yeah. When they were actually pretty good, too. But we won't get into all the specifics about that. Anyway, I think that it is a big deal whenever you have people who are professional athletes, who are uh, have some notoriety, who have some fame, and they're actually in the community. Uh, it makes it seem like they are more a part of the community, that they want to be here. They want to be a part of Jacksonville. They're supporting these events. And I always love to see that. So, yeah, I will say that it is a big deal whenever you have, um, you know, any type of player out there, NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, whoever you have in your city, if they're a part of the city and they go to these events right here, it's just a it's a feel-good type of deal. That's the right answer. Okay, you are correct. Did uh, somebody say... To the opposite? No, Brent didn't say the opposite, but, I, you know, he, he kind of felt like it was a regular thing. I said, I don't think it's a regular thing. Like, I feel like we haven't seen that a lot of late. Now, I want to ask you about the G- DJ Chark part of this because, obviously, we know he is not under contract as it currently stands. But before we do that, what's your barber's name? Joshua Gillies. Josh. Can I call him Josh? I shouldn't. I shouldn't have done that. Call I'm, him Josh. Nope, I don't know him like that. Call him I'm the best call, barber in Jacksonville, the, actually. No doubt the best barber in Jacksonville. Um, if he's listening to the program, if not, can you relay this message? I got to get married next week. You think he can get me a cut? He can get you in there. I'll talk to him. Matter of fact, I sent him a text during the break. Okay, if, I got If you're being serious, if you really at least want to see if he can get you in, I'll text him during the break. I got to double check with Amanda, but I'm pretty sure she wants me to get a cut. Uh, I haven't really thought about it until you just thought about it or you just said it, so I probably should get a cut. Let me double-check with the boss, and then I'll get back to you. But that's what caught my attention right there because, uh, you know, you always have a fresh cut, so I could use a cut. Anyway, uh, so back to football uh, as I talk about haircuts here on ESPN 690. Brian Middleton, Casey Kurtz with you. DJ Chark 
is at the game that I just mentioned. He is in the crowd hanging out. Uh, we know him and LaVisca Chanel are good friends, so there is a reason to maybe not dive too deep into it, but I want to, and I want to go down that rabbit hole because there's a lot of talk about DJ Chark. What will happen? Will they re-sign him? Will they franchise tag him? Will they let him walk? At the end of the day, DJ Chark has had one good year as a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He had an incredible year. He had a year where he only played special teams. He had a mm year, and he had an injury-filled year. So what do you do with him? Earlier in the offseason, DJ deleted everything off his Instagram, Jacksonville Jaguar-related, but then posted highlights on his story. We're going in-depth FBI mode. When I see something like that, a guy like DJ Chark, who may not be here, as soon as next month, coming up very soon, actually, I shouldn't say next month, March is almost upon us. I, I believe that that's a good sign if you want him to stay a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars, to see him out in the community with his teammates, being front and center in the public, not trying to hide, being out there in the open. I think that's a good sign if you want him here. He was also practicing at the stadium a couple weeks ago. Am I looking too deep into this? Or is it just simply as Visca sent him a text say, hey, we going to the game, you trying to slide? Yeah, I, I'm going to lean more towards that. I don't think that this says that he wants to be with the Jags anymore or any less. Uh, it would, it actually would convince me a bit more of the fact that you said a couple of weeks ago he was practicing at the stadium. Yep. Uh, the more things he does around the facilities or you see him um, not necessarily in the leisure time with some of his teammates, but more so, you know, doing more practicing type deals, which would be, I guess, you know, going into, like I said, the facilities, training, lifting, uh, whatever you do in the offseason that would have you actually go to the building. Something along those lines would give me more, uh, more confidence that, this is saying that I want to be here. I'm not saying he doesn't want to be here, but him coming to the game, I, I guess you can say, you know, maybe. Is, I can say that it's not a bad sign, Yeah. but I don't know if it's necessarily a good sign. I'm with that. I'm with that. I agree with you. So I just, I think it's an interesting concept to see those guys out there. I think it was good for the fans, you know. They, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt to look like a united organization because we know for a while it's been anything but that here in Jacksonville. Another guy that was there, Shaq Griffin, cornerback of the Jags. Uh, big money free agent from last year will be here. Uh, Marcel Robinson was there. Action Sports Jacks Marcel Robinson uh, was there shooting the game, doing his job, getting the highlights for the news. But Marcel never stops working. Man doesn't sleep. He's out there right now taking the professional photo ops at Palm Beach autographs. Uh, with Mike Tyson, Marcel always works. But Marcel said, hey, Shaq, let me get a second with you for an interview. And right now on ESPN 690, we're going to play that interview with Marcel and Shaq Griffin. All right, Shaq, so first time we got a chance to talk to you um, since really everything went down, basically, you know, new era down there at the stadium. Tell me about man, how, how you feel, first of all, in the offseason, just kind of getting a little break from football. Yeah, uh, man, getting a chance to kind of regroup, uh, reset, get reconnected with myself, the family, and uh, now getting ready to get back to the grind. You know, new coaches, got a chance to talk to some of the coaches, get a chance to meet them soon. But uh, like you said, it's a new era, uh, new energy, uh, new vibes. So, uh, man, uh, I'm taking the best into it. Uh. 
I know everybody's staying positive, and I think we're going to do some really great things. And um, I'm excited to get started, uh, get a chance to get around all the coaches and, and get some new moves going around. So I'm excited for it. Your guy's been in the league for a little bit. Obviously, based on what happened last year, how important is it for this team to just get, like, a new fresh a new fresh start? You know, not just, you know, just the coaching, but just everything in general, just reset from the beginning. Oh, man, it's important. Uh, understand that, uh, you know, how, how long this organization been going through whatever it's been going through, and it's, it's time for some change. And, and whatever went through last year, you know, we learned so much. We matured from it. And, you know, it's a feeling that we don't want going into, uh, you know, this season. So, uh, like I said, everybody's coming in with a positive mindset, knowing that we're going to do some great things this season. You know, and like I said, we, uh, we need some, We need something huge. We need something different. You know, we need that energy. And I know Doug Peterson is going to do some great things for us. And, and we all believe in it. So, uh, it's going to be some amazing things this year. Early impressions. Have you talked to Peterson? What are your thoughts? And how excited are you going into all this? Um, I got a chance to uh, speak to him yet. Uh, I kind of want to speak to him in person. I know he's going to give me a call over the phone. But uh, I think it's the first combo we should do in a person face-to-face. So, uh, looking forward to that. You know, I'm letting him get situated. And once he's comfortable, we get a chance to sit down and really get uh, to draw things down and get a chance to get meet each other. So, I'm looking forward to it. Speaking of... You know, you and all the other guys, of course, everyone talks about Peterson as an offensive guy, quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. But you being a defensive guy, you got to give you guys some love, too. What's sort of the vibe from the defensive side of the room? Uh, man, uh, continue to find our identity. Uh, what we want to see as a defense, uh, understand that we want to be the, one of the best defense you know, in the NFL. So that's the same thing we got keeping our mindset on. And, and this team that we have, the people that we do have, we got the right personnel to do it. So the main thing is we got to continue to capitalize on what we did towards the end of the season and build off that. Uh, last question for you. How soon before you guys get back after? Sure, man, I already started, man. Uh, I know some guys who I've been seeing around already working out. But, uh, man, that grind don't stop for me. So I'm getting the same to everybody on the team to do the same thing. So uh, the time is now, <laughs> for sure. That was Marcel Robinson catching up with Shaq Griffin last night at Swisher Gymnasium uh, at the River City Rumble. Shaq Griffin, man, he had had a decent season. Uh, I think he was what the Jags needed, a uh, veteran leader. Uh, we don't really know. <laughs> we... We don't know a lot of what happened during the Urban Meyer era, but we do know that guys like Shaq Griffin probably helped to keep that locker room together. And Shaq had a couple opportunities uh, that come to mind, I would say at least four, that could have been interceptions, did not hold on to the football. But that's thing, and we, we heard him say uh, in some interviews after that that he was working on the jugs machine. He was going to work this offseason uh, to get better hands. So I think Shaq is a guy that will be – a big part of this going forward. Um, I think it was a good signing. In that uh, clip, he said he had not met Doug Peterson yet in person. He wanted his first... He hadn't talked to him yet. He wanted his first time meeting Doug Peterson to be in person. Is that weird? That's, oh, that's weird. It's funny that you bring that up because... That's weird. I've been trying to figure out how I feel about that, actually. And when I first heard it, I didn't love it. But I liked the idea of... Shaq has the level of respect where it's like, now nah, the first time I meet you, we don't need to talk on the phone. I want to, like, shake your hand, look you in the eye, and, like, talk to you like men type thing. And that's where he's coming from. So when it comes from that part of it, I'm like, you know what? I do get it because Shaq seems like that type of guy. We know he's a leader. But low-key, I do find it interesting that they wouldn't have talked even on the phone. You don't like it. Like, did neither one of them reach out to somebody's phone number? Did someone's team say, hey, you know what? This is what we're going to do. They didn't send an email. Like, literally nothing has been communicated between the two guys. That's weird to me. That's all I'm saying. No, I Because mm-hmm. I get that as well as far as I'm going to shake your hand and I'm going to look you in your eye. I get that. But we got Zoom. got FaceTime. Yeah. I can look in your eyes. Uh, I'm not jumping on him. I'm not going to nitpick about this. He has a reason. He's his own man by all means. I just think it's a little weird. 
think it's a little weird. It's, yeah, it's an interesting to hear you say that because, like, when the first day we saw Doug Peterson at the facility uh, for the to be introduced to the media, we saw Trevor Lawrence. We saw not at the press conference, but in the videos that uh, the Jags eventually put out. We saw Trevor Lawrence was there. We saw James Robinson. We heard LaVisca Chenault. Tyler Shatley was there as well. So Shaq obviously was not in that group. Um, but, you know, that's understandable. I mean, me and Brent talked about this a little bit. You know, Shaq from Orlando area, lived in Seattle for a long time. Is it fair to expect Shaq to live here in the offseason? No. I mean, he's just getting settled. his first year here. So season had just... Well, I mean, it, it felt longer than it was, but the season had pretty much just wrapped up. And he probably went back to, you know, Orlando, Seattle, who knows where. He might have went on vacation. So the idea that I would I'm, – what I'm telling you is I believe that if Shaq Griffin was in Jacksonville the day Doug Peterson was announced, he would have went down to the stadium like a lot of the other players did to meet his head coach in person. I believe that to be the case. The phone part of it, like we know Doug Peterson talked to Trevor Lawrence on the phone, but that's a little bit different. That's your franchise quarterback. That's the guy that Doug Peterson is being trusted and turning into the superstar we believe he can be. Doug Peterson's a, an offensive coach. You know what I mean? Like, Shaq Griffin, he's important, but if Doug Peterson's a good dude, to be honest, like, Shaq's probably going to be okay because he doesn't coach his side of the ball. Like, the leadership is what Shaq's looking for out of Doug Peterson. He's probably more interested in talking to, like, Mike Caldwell, the new defensive coordinator. So, uh you don't love it. I think it's all right, but at the it's weird, Casey. That's, that's all. I don't expect you know Shaq to live here in the off season. Of course not. Uh, like you said, he's lived different places. He can basically with the money that he makes, he can be anywhere he wants to be yeah, he in the off season, and rightfully so. Uh, he's worked hard to get to where he can do that in the off season. A phone call, a, a text, a tweet. All right, you know, a retweet, a quote tweet. Something. That's all I'm saying, man. Man, if this but, man quote tweeted Doug Peterson, you know how bad we'd be if he quote tweeted the Jags. He'd be thing? jumping on him about that, too. I know. Like, hey, man, chill out with that. Uh, anyway, nevertheless, football at five right here on ESPN 690. Will's in the chat. We got a bang from him. What up, Will? Good to see you. We were at, De- uh, Brent was at DeVoli's House of Cards yesterday. Uh, opening up some cards, looking for some bags. We'll be out there next Wednesday as well. Brian Middleton will be in my seat next Wednesday. I'm out. Got that vacation time. Aforementioned, got to get married. So uh, Brian Middleton will be here. Brent will be down at DeVoli's House of Cards. Austin Lane will be back as well. We have so much more to do on this program as well as the regular hour of OT. I got some things to talk about, about LeBron, Ramon, James Sr. Did I get it right? Yeah, I think you got it right, man. All right. I got Someone's some, been on Wikipedia. Yeah, man. I got some stuff to talk about about LeBron. I got a conversation with Dane Dunning that needs to be heard. We got a lot to do. We got vague headlines. We got all the things we usually have on OT. We got golf talk. I'm telling you, we got so much to do. And if I keep talking, I'm going to waste our time that we need for those things. So I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to tell you this is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, and we are going to be right back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brian Middleton is back and refreshed from his vacation in the at in in the West Coast. At the West Coast. It doesn't matter. Need your prepositions to tighten up. My man was in Arizona, man. There we go. I told listen, I told the people on OT the the day you're out. I said, if you're in Arizona, mm-hmm. 
and you happen to see a guy that kind of looks like Brian Middleton, mm-hmm. it's probably Brian Middleton. Actually, it's probably not me. Man, there's so many tall people in Arizona. It's like the land of my people. White, black, just Mexican. Tall a, just tall, like, t- I'm, I'm telling you, 5'11 is short out there, man. Really? Don't go out there thinking that you're doing something at six foot. You're not doing a thing. Did you go to like a Suns game or anything exciting? No. Oh, they were on, on the break. It huh? was the yeah, it was All Star. How about the uh, the Coyotes? You see a hockey game? Yeah, of course not. But I wish I would have. <laughs> you know, hockey in person is uh is that's the most justice you can get. You know, you the stuff uh, the sport translates kind of well with the NFL and the NBA on TV, but hockey to me doesn't do it justice except when they have that one game outside once a year. But uh. <laughs> When you go to the actual hockey like game, I'm telling you, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. I get yeah, it. It's fun. You ain't got to tell me I've been. I feel like we just had this conversation um, from three to six at some point. I don't remember when, but I feel like we did recently just have it. And me and Austin were telling Brent, like, yeah, hockey's exciting. If you've never been, you got to go to a hockey game. Like, that's just, it is what it is. Case Kurtz, by the way, with you as well. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martino hanging out with Mike Tyson, Austin Lane, preparing to defend a heavyweight title. So they said, Brian Middleton, Casey Kurtz, we got you two hours. We usually got OT from 6 to 7. We're still going to have that coming up at 6 o'clock. But right now, we're on your radio at 528 as well. Brian Middleton, we got something we do usually on OT, we call it vague headlines. The people love it. Yeah. And if you haven't tuned into OT, but you're in your car right now and we got you, we're going to give you an addition of vague headlines. We usually do it on OT. We're doing it right now on the big show. Brian Middleton, give me the headlines. That's what I'm talking about, man. We're trying to uh, get these uh, sponsorships up for OT. So here we go. Yeah, that's true. That uh, is true. Yeah, man. So uh, you're ready for this, Casey Kurtz. Uh, vague headlines, for those of you who haven't heard this before, is where I give Casey one sport headline, one non-sport headline that are vague in nature. He chooses one, and then we delve in deeper into the topic. I yep, ask him a question yep. at the end. So, Casey Kurtz, you're ready. First. Two card millions or ooh-wee. You know, that's a lot. Oh. Card millions or ooh-wee. That's a lot. Listen, we've been opening cards on this show. Mm-hmm. We got Will in the chat who loves when we open cards. Bang. I have a card collection at the house. Give me the card one. All right. Card millions. Actual headline. In case you probably know this one already. Kobe Bryant card breaks the bank. Okay, I don't know this one. Oh, okay. Kobe Bryant card was sold privately last week for $2 million. Yeah. PWCC Marketplace announced that on Tuesday. The highest a Kobe Bryant card has ever brought in. The sale is notable in that the card, a 1997-98 Metal Universe Precious Metal Gems Emerald, is not a rookie card, nor does it boast an autograph or game-used memorabilia swatch. The Bryant card becomes the latest in basketball to break the two million threshold, joining multiple LeBron James RPAs, his rookie patch autograph. Yeah, good one. Uh huh. A Luki, uh, a Luki, a Luka. Yes, I'm gonna pull that right. A Luka Doncic oh. logo man, uh, and a Michael Jordan All Star Game used jersey auto card. The goat. LeBron James holds the record with his 2003-2004 Upper Deck Exquisite Collection RPA Parallel card selling for $5.2 million in April of last year. That's crispy. Now, though the Bryant card is four of 100, number four of 100, Mm -hmm. only cards one through 10 in the set are of the emerald hue variety in this set. The rest have uh, insert that's red. Uh, And... 
the uh, Beckett Media yep. uh, once called the series some of the most coveted post-war sports cards, period. Casey, you're big into sports memorabilia. Uh-huh. It's a side hustle that you've turned into almost a main hustle mm-hmm. and card collecting. Yep. So what is the most expensive item you've ever sold or currently have in your possess- possession? That's a good one. Um... Well, I mean, I'll start with this, but we'll we'll get bigger a little bit. Obviously, if you watch the show, a couple last week we pulled that Jamar Chase two out of three rookie auto right here on the program from a box at Davoli's House Cards. You can check that out. Uh, there's a video of it. Austin Lane pulled it. Check it out on the Instagram and the Twitter. Now that I've sold, that's a great question. I like. Here's the thing. Like recency bias is hard. Like in these situations. So like I know recently. What did we sell recently? We had a... F- oh, I can't say that. Um, we had a Matt and Jeff Hardy dual signed uh, pop figure. That went for about four bills. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but in terms of cards, right now we got... What do we got at the house right now? Well, we got a 1960 Mickey Mantle. That's worth a little bit. Uh, newer stuff. We got the Silver Prison Black uh, Herbert that we just hit. We got a couple of one-on-ones at the house. So uh, the list goes on and on, Brian Middleton. Wow. You got a little collection too, right? Yeah, I do. Nothing that's worth uh four thousand. Really? Four thousand. Okay, Casey. It's like uh like um you got a little bit of influx of cash like you are working at that McDonald's in Arizona I was telling you about mm-hmm. that starting off at seventeen fifty an hour. I tell you what. I moved across the country. Seventeen fifty an hour. Yeah, Ain't that a shame? All right, uh so next to the goats, next oh, act, or how much is too much. The GOAT's next act, or how much is too much? How much is too much? How much is too much? That's actually a non-sport headline. So I just didn't want to talk about the Tom Brady movie. Okay, that wasn't what it was. I I thought that really? that would be it what people it? thought. Yeah, none. We can't go back now, sir. Interesting. All you right. would have liked that one, dog. I promise. Uh. All right, so actual headline. Woman on TikTok calls out Airbnb tenants' entitlement. Uh-oh. Synopsis. Airbnb was started by a couple of people who wanted to earn some money for letting people sleep in their living room on an air mattress. Yep. It slowly turned into a successful business on how easy it was to book a bed, a room, or even an apartment. But first of all, because it was cheaper than staying at a hotel, however, people started to notice that the prices of Airbnb properties have increased a lot. Have you noticed that, Casey? I have noticed that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this was very evident for them when they saw a video on TikTok in which a woman pointed out a listing that charged $229 a night, had an additional cleaning fee of $125, but despite all of that, the guests were still asked to do some chores before leaving. Now, the woman says the price was fine, which, okay, you know, if that's how you're doing it, do it. And the cleaning fee wasn't anything surprising because most places have it with Airbnb. But when looking through the description and additional information, the woman noticed that the host was asking that guests complete some checkout duties, which included removing the garbage, removing bed linens, starting the dishwasher, and doing some of the laundry. 
to that point, she poses the question of, should she have to do laundry and dishes if she's already paying a cleaning fee? Mind you now, she had no problem with the garbage or removing the bed linen. So question, Casey, to you. First of all, why would anybody pay $229 plus taxes and a cleaning fee of $125 at an Airbnb, which aren't all that great, even the nice ones, if I could go to a moderately nice to a nice hotel for that price and actually less per day. I don't have an answer for you because I agree with you. Okay. And is it out of pocket to ask guests to do laundry if they're paying such an exorbitant amount in cleaning fees already? I know this is a different segment, and I know you can't do it, but cash it. Because here's the thing. I was on board with, like, the take out of the trash. I was like, yeah, reasonable. Like, if you're watching the stream right now, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, you saw me sitting here, and you can't see that I'm balding because I'm wearing a hat today. There you go. But nevertheless, you saw me sitting here, and I, I was like, okay. Like, I'm shaking my head. I'm like, all right. I can rock with that. Trash. And then I was like, mm, take the linens off. I was like, all right. And then when you said dishes, I said, no, not a chance. Yeah. If I'm paying the cleaning fee, I ain't doing the dishes. Yeah. And then the start the laundry, I don't even know how to do that. Well, I do. I'm kidding. But I, I did. Have to, I had to call a man and ask for help the other night. But wow. Listen, man, like, I got ketchup on my shirt, and I didn't know how to get it out. The shirt was white. Anyway, not Listen, in club soda, man. You got to let that thing sit with a little bit of shout, man. Come on, now. But I didn't do that. She, I did what she told us. She said spray and wash. Yeah, spray and wash. It don't matter. Anyway, uh, yeah, she's out of pocket, man. You can't pay a cleaning fee and having me do the dish. I'd have broke all the dishes. You want to hear, okay, that's a little bit of a uh, crime, but you want to hear. <laughs> it's true, it is. You want to hear what some of the reasoning was, because though most of the comments were on the side of the lady who did the TikTok video, there were some who were bringing up the owner's side, the person who was actually renting out the actual room, and they were saying because the cleaning people would have to wait for the laundry to get done. That was one reason. Um, Another was uh, it makes the whole process a bit faster and neater for the next people coming in. And I was like, to that, I was like, knock it off. Knock it off. If I got someone who's coming in who is going to be a janitor, I'm going to let janitors janitor. You hear me? I was a janitor for a little bit, so I'm not talking down to anybody. I've done just about every job in the book, and janitors clean. We got products that clean. We got cloths that clean, and let us do our job. Don't disrespect us by trying to do our job better than us. You the guest, guest, and let me janitor. That's all I got to say. That's a great that. take. That's so good. I, I said what I said. I felt like a rain. I know, right? I got all the takes in there. Here we or go. All the segments. I said, yeah, anyway. What, what else we got? What all else right. We got? Final two. All right. Switching teams, or don't do that. Switching teams, or don't do that. Let's go don't do that, please. Don't do that another non-sporting headline. Actual headline. Ten polite restaurant habits you don't realize are actually rude. Now this this almost triggered me. It almost triggered me but I'm going to read this to you first because I feel like people are a little too sensitive but I want to get your thoughts on it. So Mm -hmm. this comes from a website called Eating Well and the author of this piece said that we are being really extra at restaurants especially post-pandemic. Doing things that are poor etiquette And Casey, I'm sure you want to hear this list. So here's some on the list. You find your own seat. Or you ignore the special of the day. Or you chat it up with the server. You order from someone else than your server. You try to clean up your own mess. Hey, watch this. You help yourself to a refill. What? 
It you, will do that. You stack your own dishes. I do that. You wait till the end to split the check, which is the only one that might actually have some credence here. And you save your complaints for Yelp. This list is whack. I'm going to get your thoughts on it. First, though, Casey, how many of these rude items have you done before? I got to know right off the rip, who is taking their cup and, like, going to refill it themselves at, like, a restaurant? So, in the article, it basically was saying that, let's say that you were waiting on a refill, but the pitcher of Coke or tea is, like, a few feet away. Nope. You're just like, hey, I'm going to go get this myself. No need to bug the server. No, that's that's messed up. Okay. Well, nah, I ain't doing that. Well, you know, check on my glass. I haven't ever done it, but I tell you what, <laughs> if I'm waiting, and I've been waiting for about 10 minutes, and I'm like, I see you walking everywhere. I'm thinking in my head, you know what? I'm helping you out. You're probably stretched thin. But their argument is if the manager sees you do that, then whoever's your server is going to get an earful, which, okay. Ah, I got fine. you. But that's great. Like, I don't know people doing that. So a couple other ones that stood out to me. Finding your own seat. Like, you're telling me people just walk past the hostess and sit somewhere? Hey, man. If I'm waiting for a long time, again, something I have not done unless it says seat yourself. Well, yeah. But. There's a sign. You know what I mean? Uh, I will tell you, though, like, stacking the dishes. I do that. What's wrong with that? I thought it was more convenient because then it's all in one. You can just pick it up. They said that they may have their own little system on how to balance dishes. I'm telling you, this thing triggered me. Casey, we have 45 seconds before the break's supposed to hit. But I'm telling you what, man. Those are the final two of vague headlines. But this one right here, it, it bugged me. The whole article that I actually read, it bugged me. That's out of pocket. I agree, man. That's messed up. That's messed up. You do be liking having the serving vague headlines. Because that one you asked me about the Amazon card. Remember that? You got all mad about that? Oh, no. Because you were trying to game the waiters and waitresses. No, well, apparently I'm trying to help them by stacking the stuff up, man. Oh, no, not that. I'm talking about you trying to skip out on the tip. No, I I know. But now if they don't want me to stack the stuff up, then I'm mad about the tip. Does that make sense? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm watching the clock. We'll be right back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Stick with us. Action Sports Jacks, ESPN 690. I messed up my hat. Uh, what a disaster. If you're watching on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, you're like, where's Brent Martin or where's Austin Lane? Austin Lane preparing for a fight. We're hoping to catch up with him tomorrow once he gets to Dallas, Texas. Right? Dallas? Not Houston this time. Yeah, not Houston, which Houston is obviously, you know, not good. Uh, don't love Houston. Uh, Brent Martin hanging out with Mike Tyson right now at Palm Beach Autographs. Uh, coming up very soon, Mike Tyson is going to start doing the pictures and the autographs. Marcel Robinson is there as well, I believe. So uh, it's a big action sports jacks affair right now at Palm Beach Autographs in the Avenues Mall. If you're interested in meeting Mike Tyson, hit the website, palmbeachautographs.com's dot com backslash signings to look for that information. You will also see that tomorrow, Major League Baseball's hit King Pete Rose will be at Palm Beach Autographs, as well as on Saturday, the Nature Boy Ric Flair will be at Palm Beach Autographs. So big weekend for them. Check that out if you're interested. Brian Middleton is in the fold. He's back from Arizona. Mike Tyson, Pete Rose, Ric Flair. If Brian Middleton could if Brian Middleton was going to buy tickets to go meet one of those people, who would it be? Well, that's a great question. I know. That's why I asked. But I'm going to pivot. Listen, Casey. Okay. I left the East Coast February 15th in the year of our Lord, 2022. It's what I did. It's cold. It's crisp. 
I have no idea what's happening. I know. Just follow me. All I'm, right. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to carry us to the next break. That's what I'm doing right here. Okay. Anyway, went out there, had an amazing time. Amazing time. Great time. Everything on green. But when I come back, okay. Zion Williamson, <laughs> and I'll talk about this in OT a little bit more, apparently is public enemy number one. Austin Lane. I have no idea where we're going. The man of peace is a is fixing to bash somebody's head in. Oh, I didn't hear that. I mean, legally, legally. Well, sure, obviously. Right, and apparently Brent Martineau. Oh yeah, the fight. Yeah, okay. He's putting the arms around Mike Tyson, just chumming it up. What is happening in this twilight zone? Yeah. Let me tell you something that I don't pair up, even though Brent is a big sports guy, uh, you know, and I get that to death. Is you know Brent Martineau and, and Mike Tyson chopping it up. That's an amazing scene. Get that picture, Marcel. Okay, that NFT is gonna be worth some money. Yeah, I yeah. That's so uh, you asked me this question, and honestly, it's a precursor again to something else in OT. I'm gonna ask you, but uh, what was the question? Who uh, would I? Who would I? Yeah, P, P- Rose, Mike Tyson. That's a tough. It's so Nature tough. Boy. It's so tough. It's so tough. Um, because I'm a huge wrestling fan um, from an era that I guess. Ric Flair was like right before that era, but he still was around. Yep. You know, it wasn't his heyday, but he still would come in. You know how they do in wrestling. Oh, yeah. Um, so, oh, it's so tough. But I think Pete Rose, honestly, I would love to really? just sit down and, and I don't even drink like that, but like have a drink or have a dinner and just l- listen to his stories. I got you. And then I hear Mike Tyson on podcasts or these little, um, you know, maybe an IG like snippets or whatnot. And you're just like, you know what? This guy is wise. I know there was times I think in his career people were just like, he just using words for the sake of using them. I think he knows what all these words mean, number one. Number two, like he has some real wisdom in these snippets that are pulled. Very uh, thoughtful uh, delivery of his, uh, of his points. And I'm just like, this is so tough. I think I would just go with Mike Tyson because I feel like he has um, just a bit more to uh, what I'm looking at as far as like, you know, kind of growing up and um, what I heard, you know, about Mike Tyson and you see the clips and whatnot. But man, you can't lose with any of these three. Any of these three is going to be a great night out. Just listening to them tell stories about their career and their lives. Absolutely. What about you? Uh, well, I've met Ric Flair. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, this is your circle. My bad. This yeah. is a dumb question on my end, but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's the, the, the other two sentences are going to end the way that one just ended. Ooh, so talk that talk, my G. No, I mean, it's a cool. Talk that talk. It's a cool opportunity. I said He's this like, to Brent. For you nothings who you <laughs> got to choose, but I mean, by the time I was 15, go ahead, Well, man. here's the thing you don't have to choose because right now, if you're out there for Mike Tyson, you can buy a ticket and meet Pete Rose and you can buy a ticket and meet Nature Boy Ric Flair the next couple of days. So you really don't have to choose if you're rolling like that. Uh, but I just, you know, I'm just wondering how you were feeling about that. But I said this to Brent in the break. I think, like, most baseball fans at this point, because Pete Rose does a lot of stuff like this, signing autographs, taking pictures and whatnot, I feel like a lot of people have met Pete Rose. So I asked Brent about that, and he said, yeah. And that's how we started talking about uh, you shouldn't meet your heroes, and that's a whole different conversation. You can find that on the podcast. <laughs> but to answer your original question, uh-huh. what is going on around here? Is it the Twilight Zone? I have no idea what's going on around here. Uh, I leave for two days, and it feels like everything's different, so I'm with you on that front. But let's go back to that original point you made in four minutes or so. Zion Williamson, I brought this up to Brent, and I'm interested in it. 
How do you trade, if you're the Pelicans, for C.J. McCollum, the either president or vice president of the Players Association, not 100%, but I know it's one of the two, and rumor has it that him and Zion haven't spoke? How do you... How, he just wants to meet him face-to-face, you know, and he wants to <laughs> shake his hand and meet him like a man. You feel oh, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's, I hear that's how you do it around here. Well, but So I'm not going <laughs> to knock Zion because I'm consistent because apparently, you know, our, our our radio station says that that's the way that you can do but it here's the without thing. any criticism. But here's the thing. Yeah. The difference is Shaq Griffin, the season's over. You don't have to... Ain't nobody making him stay in Jacksonville. You don't have to do that. And Zion's Zion not in New Orleans. He's, yeah. not in, he's in Oregon somewhere, I hear, I hear. Yeah, but the season's going on. Yeah. So, like, that's different. He's trying to get better. No, he's not. I mean, are you there? All are right. you with his training group? No, I'm not. But let me, all right, let me ask you this then. On the surface, I said this to Brent. I lied. Brent said this to me, and we had a discussion about it. So I'll get your discussion, your answer, because you're an NBA guy. Is Zion Williamson... Greg Oden. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Is he him? Uh, what, I, think, uh, I think you have to wait and see. Both right. of those guys could play. Well, sure. It's so, would it, 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 it so surprise far, you? Would it surprise you if five years we look back and we're like, man, that was bad? I think it would surprise me more. It'd be more disappointing in Zion's case because... From what I can remember about Greg Oden, he did not have the weight issue. No, was, his body yep. was just not, he, c- he couldn't hold up. Yep. You know, um, which is true of, honestly, uh, a lot of big men. Um, when you start talking about basketball players and in the way that your limbs are, and hopefully things can stick together, it's something that took like Yao Ming out, you know, one yep. of the greatest of all time. So uh, I think it'd be more disappointing for Zion because. From the looks of things, at least that one issue of weight and the stress that he puts on his joints, specifically his feet, his ankles, his knees, can actually be contained, uh, you know, with a better diet, a better training regimen. I I don't want to jump on somebody who's gotten to a level that I can never get to, but I think it would be more disappointing in Zion's case and it almost would be a disservice to Greg Oden to pair them together so cavalierly. But I get why people would make the the same like kind of you know correlation between the two. Absolutely. Answer these ones quick because I know you can see the clock. Yeah, because that's what I do. Yeah. Kendrick Perkins called Zion Williamson Jamarcus Russell. Is that fair? Again, I think it's only fair if we find out that in addition to not holding his weight, he doesn't study tape. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't really do anything that marks him as a professional. He just tries to clearly just skate on his skills. That's the only way that that's fair at this point. And nobody said anything about Zion's IQ or that he doesn't get into the actual um, study of the film, that he doesn't work on his craft that way. But if one thing is true as far as the weight, then maybe the other is true as well. One more. Answer it quickly once again. When in the Greg Oden situation, Kevin Durant was the next pick. John Morant was picked after Zion Williamson. Will the Pelicans look back and say we made a huge mistake not picking John Morant? I, only, only if they if this injury is the thing that takes him out. Because when he did play, that's the difference between him and Greg Oden. When Zion did play for those like fifty or sixty games last season, he was a bad man. That's fair. We ain't going nowhere. OT is next. Brian Middleton will be here. I'll be here. Conversation with Dane Dunning. Golf talk. A whole lot coming up. Stick with us. One more hour to go. ESPN 690.